This is All the Cool Parts number 3 for March 12th, 2010. Hey everybody, welcome to All the Cool Parts podcast number three. I'm your host, Anthony Joseph Landman, and this week on All the Cool Parts, I'll be talking about the classical music of Frank Zappa as presented by the Ensemble Modern on their 1992 release, The Yellow Shark. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you. I understand there is a sign in the audience that once again says, what's the secret word for tonight? I'm not going to bore you with a biography of Frank Zappa, except to say that he was born on December 21st, 1940, and died December 4th, 1993 of prostate cancer. Rather, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, misconceptions, realities, and about Zappa, the classical music composer. In popular culture, Zappa is often regarded as a weirdo from the 60s generation. Uh, Most people only know his music through songs like Don't Eat the Yellow Snow or Valley Girl, and are completely unaware of the vast impact that Zappa had on the music of his time and on composers of later generations. Zappa was completely self-trained, and as a result of this, and uh, not following the com- the normal composer's path of studying at a university, uh, he was completely open to any style of music. I think to Frank, uh, all music was music. You know, it was all valid. It was all fair game. And subsequently, he composed in many different worlds, from rock to jazz to experimental, electronic, and classical. This attitude was pretty much unheard of for a composer that came of age in the 1960s. This was a time of experiment and atonality in classical music, and if you weren't doing that, uh, you really weren't considered a composer. As a result, Frank was never a part of the classical music world of that time, uh, and is often still written off by classical musicians as nothing more than kind of a dilettante. I think more people are starting to realize how much of a genius Zappa really was and what classical music lost with his passing in 1993 at the young age of 53. To start the show, I'm going to play you two different excerpts back-to-back of the Zappa classic, The Dog Breath Variations. Uh, Right away, we're going to hear Zappa's humor and playfulness. Humor is something that Zappa firmly believed belonged in music. And here, as in other pieces I'm going to play... Uh, It's a nice contrast to the often overly serious world of classical music. The first excerpt is the piece in one of its original incarnations, here played by his 1973 touring band and sounding more like some kind of crazy jazz piece. The second excerpt is the same music in the 1992 Ensemble Modern version. Uh, Notice here Zappa's trademark frantic, disjointed, playful and angular melodic style that pervades so much of his music. (laughs) 
the next track is from Zappa's piece Uncle Meat. Um, Uncle Meat is in the same vein as the previous Dog Breath variations uh, and was often played directly following the Dog Breath variations in live concerts. Both pieces also were originally released on the 1968 album Uncle Meat. Uh, Uncle Meat is essentially a continuation of the Dog Breath variations and does exactly that, offers more variations on the Dog Breath theme. This is a device used heavily in classical music, you know, by many, many composers throughout the entire history of classical music. Uh, And it's a favorite developmental device of Zappa's, where he'll take a theme and then he'll present it in different variations or different guises. comes from the darkly beautiful Outrage at Valdez. This is our first glimpse into another aspect of Zappa's life, that of political activist. He was especially active in the 1980s, appearing several times in front of Congress, testifying on the issue of freedom of speech and the banning of music for its uh, lyrical content. Uh, You can also see him, for example, on YouTube, appearing on CNN's Crossfire in 1986, among other political arenas, and uh, is really worth watching. As for the piece, uh, if Zappa ever wrote a lament, this would definitely be it. It's presented as a simple accompaniment with Zappa's trademark fragmented melodies lamenting the tragedy of the Exxon Valdez oil spill. kinds of music on the yellow shark Uh, the playful and melodic music such as the dog breath variations the theatrical such as welcome to the united states which i'll play later in the podcast and the more serious and i put serious in quotations the more serious music such as the next few excerpts that i'm going to play this one comes from zappa's wind quintet entitled times beach piece is heavily inspired by one of Zappa's compositional heroes, French composer Edgar Varese. The subject matter is here again, um, like Outrage at Valdez, it's activist in nature. And uh, I'll read Zappa's own words describing this piece from the liner notes. 
Zappa says the title refers to our special little toxic town, you know, Times Beach, the dioxin infested town that was the first major U.S. environmental disaster where they had to move everybody out because of all the dioxin. next excerpt, again from one of Zappa's serious works, uh, comes from his string quintet, None of the Above. Even in in his so-called serious pieces, Zappa's playfulness and humor come out. He starts with sparseness in the strings, and kind of an unsure feeling as to what's coming next. Then he moves into a section where he has the strings playing these descending slides in canon, and it ends with a very unexpected unison hit with this bell. This next excerpt was originally a piece for the electronic instrument, the synclavier. Uh, The synclavier was the first self-contained all-digital music system uh, capable of creating, storing, and playing an entire piece of music. Since Zappa was interested in running for classical ensembles, but not initially part of that world, his first experiences with classical music ensembles, uh, including a really infamous session with the London Philharmonic, were less than successful. Uh, With the synclavier, Zappa had total control and freedom over the music and the performance. Also, given that this was essentially a computer playing the music, Zappa wasn't restricted by human limitations. So, as a result, he wrote many pieces on the synclavier that he considered unplayable by humans. The Girl in the Magnesium Dress was one of these pieces. When the Yellow Shark Project was born, conductor Peter Rundle suggested that they try to do the piece, and a skeptical and reluctant Zappa agreed. And this is the result.
next excerpt comes from Zappa's Bebop Tango. This is almost a mix of Zappa's earlier music, like Dog Breath Variations, and his later, more serious classical music. Um, But it's still got a healthy dose of humor thrown in. Sleeping is another piece that was originally composed on synclavier, and here it's arranged for two pianos. Uh, it's very abstract in nature, but it contains some really beautiful and almost crystalline sonorities. <laughs> This is more music from his string quintet, None of the Above. This movement features dramatic violin melodies with punctuated accompaniment from the other strings. Described by Zappa as a tone poem, Pentagon Afternoon orally depicts a scene happening in real time in the war room at the Pentagon. Um, And I'll read to you what Zappa himself said about the piece. Zappa says, quote, 
you just have to picture these guys, these dealers in death, sitting around a table in the afternoon in the Pentagon, figuring out who they're going to blow up next, who they're going to subjugate, and what tools they'll use. It ends with the sound of those cheap little plastic ray guns, and on stage, the rest of the ensemble aims ray guns and kills the string quintet. <laughs> Unquote. <laughs> States. This is one of the uh, two theatrical pieces featured on the disc. In Zappa's own words, quote, Well, when I saw the U.S. Customs card that must be filled in by persons entering the United States, I couldn't believe that anybody would ask those questions and expect somebody to give honest answers to them. It just seemed like such a classic piece of governmental stupidity. First, that it exists, and second, that people are forced to fill it out. Somewhere, there's a whole government machinery that has to deal with the filled-out cards. It's so stupid. Since most of the people in the group were German, and here he refers to the members of the Ensemble Modern, I know that when they came to the United States, they had to fill these things out, and probably found it to be especially offensive. Unquote. Uh, Ensemble Modern pianist Herman Kretschmar becomes narrator in this um, hilarious piece of theater. All of the narration is taken directly from the I-94W non-immigrant visa waiver arrival-slash-departure form that Zappa referenced in his remarks. I'm going to play a large chunk of this because it's just too funny to excerpt it uh, too much. Do any of the following apply to you? Answer yes or no. Hey, do you have a communicable disease? Come now. Physical or mental disorder? <laughs> Are you a drug abuser or addict? Tell me, Bill. Yes or no? No. Louder. No. B. Have you ever been arrested or convicted for an offense or crime involving... Meryl Turpitude! Or a violation related to a controlled substance? Or ever been arrested or convicted for two or more 
offenses for which the aggregate tends to confinement was five years or more? Answer yes or no? being a controlled substance trafficker. Between 1933 and 1945, were you involved in any way in persecutions associated with Nazi Germany? Answer yes or no. Yes. Thank you very much and welcome to the United States. I'm just going to. Uh talk about or introduce the uh, next two excerpts with Zappa's own words um, for a pound for a brown on the bus and exercise number four. Zappa says, quote, the tune dates from 1957 or 58. It was originally a string quartet I wrote right about the time I graduated from high school. It's one of the oldest pieces and has been played by just about every one of the touring bands in one version or another. Exercise number four which it is connected to in a medley-like fashion, is another one of the tunes from the Uncle Mead album. The theme actually dates from about 1962. The title, Pound for a Brown, was based on a bet. On our first trip to Europe, when we got to England, one of the guys in the band bet another guy in the band a pound that he wouldn't brown out on the bus on the way into London. Thank you. 
next excerpt comes from Get Whitey. Uh, this is a later work of Zappa's that develops some of the traits of his earlier work. It features the clarinet heavily in an almost concerto-like setting, and uh, this occurs over a steady, plodding accompaniment in the piano. Finally, we come to the absolutely wonderful G-Spot Tornado. This was originally a synclavier tune released on his all-synclavier album Jazz from Hell. Uh, Apparently, one day in rehearsal, Zappa heard some of the musicians trying to play this tune. Um, They asked him for an arrangement of it, and the rest is history. And uh, that's all I'll really say about it. The piece totally speaks for itself. performers, performing ensembles, and composers. All the Cool Parts podcast wants your music for All the Cool Parts Idol. If you're an emerging artist with a good quality recording, and you'd like All the Cool Parts podcast to share it with the world, please email sound files and other details to allthecoolparts at gmail.com. Help me share your music with the world. And that is it for episode number three of All the Cool Parts. Uh, if you want to reach me, you can email me at allthecoolparts at gmail.com. You can check out the show notes at allthecoolparts.blogspot.com. You can 
check me out, uh, if you really want to, at anthonyjosephlandman.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash anthonylandman. Thank you all very, very much for listening, and we'll see you next time on All the Cool Parts. Feel like throwing underpants onto the stage, put them over there.